Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. As a husband, I have wanted to be a, the strong financial provider for my family. It's just kind of baked into who I am. It's what I saw growing up. And uh, it empowered me a little bit to three months after we got married, tell Dina, why don't you quit work? It's not worth the stress, and we'll figure it out. And we lived hand to mouth, very humbly, but uh, God's been very gracious to us and has allowed us to, to have a very rich and full life. I'm John Fuller. We're going to do something a little bit differently today, as we have been all month. We're featuring Aaron Smalley Unplugged, Aaron Smalley Solo, Aaron Smalley in the Spotlight. Uh, she and her husband, Greg, are in charge of our marriage department, and Greg is usually here, but he's not today. So, uh, Aaron, you get to be on the hot seat for this one. What What are um, one or two of your biggest fears about finances, and mm. are, are those common fears? Yes. It's so interesting, even as you talk about finances or budget, I can feel my heart rate increasing and just that like, uh So there's part of me that really fears, are we going to have enough? Are we going to be safe if something comes up? Are we going to be able to provide for our family? And are we going to be left high and dry? And so it's so interesting because I look at my family of origin around finances. My dad, my mom and dad were both hairstylists. And so they met in beauty school and which people are like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then my mom hated it because too many people complained. So she became a 911 operator for the city of Phoenix. Oh my goodness. That's a switch. Yes. But it was interesting because it was always feast or famine. And so there were months that were really, really good. And there were months that weren't, that weren't. And I wonder even my mom's fear, I wonder if that led her to the place of going and finding a job that was very consistent. Mm-hmm. Being a 911 operator was very consistent. Yeah. But I see that that has carried into my fears today. Am I safe? Am I going to be protected? And I think those are pretty common fears for a lot of women, men too, but certainly a lot of women struggle with that. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and hear from a couple of researchers, Jeff and Shanti Feldhahn. They speak and write about marriage, and they shared very openly about some financial struggles that they've been through. Uh, In a previous episode, they discussed how Shanti spent money on a Diet Coke. And that created a lot of tension in the relationship. Here's more of what they told Jim Daly. Uh, Shanti, again, in the research, you found five what you termed insights that really stuck out for you for the healthier side of this. What are those five insights? Well, it's essentially what are those things that are running under the surface, right? What are the things that either cause you to have that conflict or lack of connection or once you're aware of them? are the things that allow you to go, oh my gosh, I just didn't realize this about my spouse. And you grow so much closer. And those five again, let's just, can we run through them? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one that we cover is this concept of you just don't realize you're not valuing what the other person values, right? Like, Like the Diet Coke example, you just don't realize that's what's underneath the surface in a huge percent of cases. And that, by the way, that doesn't have to just be the Diet Coke. That can be things like, you, you'd value differently about spending money to save time. Like Jeff always, it would drive him nuts. When she would, we'd want to go out to a, a movie with the family. And she would go online and order the tickets online and pay a service fee so that we could reserve the seats. And that was extra money in my mind because... 
you know, you just get there early, you stand in line, you get the seats you want anyway. <laughs> and to, for her, standing in line when she could pay two bucks per ticket was a trade-off she would make mm-hmm. every day of the week. In addition to that jumbo Diet Coke for $14. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yes. So that's an example of those value differences. There are so many of them, and I know we don't have time to cover them here. Um, But the next topic that we covered, actually, also, in addition to valuing different things, we also don't realize that we actually have different insecurities and different fears and worries around money. That's a big Big deal. And then the big insight, at least for me in that one, was that we use money to calm those insecurities. But one of the big problems is by me using money to calm my particular insecurity, it's often making her insecurity worse, Mm -hmm. her anxiety, her worry worse. Well, that's a revelation, actually, that right there. If you're using money to medicate emotionally, either by saving ridiculously or spending ridiculously, that's a problem right there. So how do you come together and say, time out, we're doing something wrong? The most important thing is to realize that these fears are actually there in yourself and in your spouse. Most people don't even realize that. This actually was one of the few areas in the research that turned out to be pretty strongly correlated with gender. Um, Most of the stuff in the research was not gender related at all, like as opposed to maybe what the stereotypes are. Men and women are equally likely to be, for example, savers or spenders, for example. But when it came to these fears, the fear of men statistically was much more likely to be this gut level worry of, am I going to be able to provide for the family? Like this feeling like I'm always going to be on the edge of not being able to and constantly in the back of their mind. That was more than two thirds of men and in previous surveys, even a higher number. And so because of that, there is a a real need to try to stay away from that. Like, okay, so I'll work a lot of extra hours so the boss sees me as indispensable. Like that's a way of medicating, right? Like that's a way of saying, I'm going to do whatever I can to soothe that fear. Well, guess what? That takes you away from home as a dad, right? So your wife now is going, but we're distant. We're not spending time together. You're missing Johnny's basketball games. And so it triggers what is more likely statistically to be the woman's fear, where a guy is wondering, am I going to be able to provide? Mm. She is more likely to be wondering, are we okay? Like, is the family okay? Is everybody feeling loved? You know, that emotional security. And so what a woman statistically is more likely to do is, okay, so how can we spend more time together? Let's go bowling. Let's go out to dinner. Let's spend time. Let's go on vacation. Well, guess what? That costs money. And so it triggers more of his need. Okay, now I need to work more hours to provide. And so those things we do to try to soothe our fears can, without intending to, make our partner's fears worse. Always good stuff from Jeff and Shanti Feldhahn. And um, Aaron, you shared earlier about one of your biggest money fears, a couple of them, safety and and security. And how did you learn to kind of let go and overcome those fears? Mm -hmm. I think it's important to identify. We talk about that a lot, to identify what are my fears and what does it tie to? Because there's always something deeper. So if I'm fearful that I'm not going to be protected, you know, take that deeper. 
what's there. And so it's looking at, especially for men, and this isn't always the case, but you know, the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time it's true, 20% of the time it's not, that men often fear being controlled with money and failing being a failure as a provider hmm. that they want to be. I think innately there is that desire to provide. Yeah. And for women, typically we're not going to have enough money to live on, you know, are there money secrets? And so it's just looking at what, what goes on. So let's say there isn't enough money. What does that trigger within you at that deeper level? Is it, I'm a failure. Do I feel powerless? Do I feel out of control? What is it that's really getting triggered mm -hmm. underneath? As well as there's anxieties that can get stirred up too. Is it that we're going to have debt, that there's going to be financial emergencies or unemployment, not having enough money to retire? So it's looking at this. And the only thing that I know to be true, and I actually worked with a couple earlier this month, they were dealing with, they are being audited by the IRS. Hmm. And so great stress. They own their own business, high stress level with, I mean, you even say IRS and audit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's stressful. But what I'm sitting there looking at the couple, what I know to be true, their greatest resource, first God, but is sitting right next to them, each other. Mm -hmm. And it was the most amazing thing to watch because as I, as I worked with them and encouraged them to really look at what's really going on underneath the waterline for each of them, but also she, the, the, the gal said, you know what? I realized the other day when we were talking about all this money stuff that as I escalate and he retreats, he withdraws, that he reached over and he just put his hand on my arm. And I didn't even realize it until this very moment when he did that, it told me that we were in this together hmm. and that we were, we were connected instead of adversaries. Yeah. And so, of course, he, the man was like, totally, I'm totally in this. What are you talking about? But you would not have known that at the beginning of our call. And it's amazing to me that often when we walk through these stressful times, we don't utilize our greatest resource. And that's each other. Yeah. And God created it like that. So specifically a mist these financial challenges, you know, really talking through what's going on at that deeper level, but then turning towards each other instead of away. And this goes right back to the previous episode of this podcast in which Bob Paul and Greg Smalley talked about being on the same team. And mm. there's nothing like a good crisis to remind you that you have a common enemy, that crisis, and yes. you can work through this. Yes. And I think there's a, a great joy in knowing that you can, you can be strong whether it's good or hard, yes. in times of plenty or in times of, of lean. Yes, and together we can conquer anything. Ah. And together we are stronger. The enemy wants to come in and, and destroy our unity and our connection. But bottom line, we can battle that. And the best way to battle the enemy, the true enemy, is united. And so fight for your unity and your connection. And apply that principle to the financial aspects mm -hmm. of your relationship, and you'll be stronger. Well, uh, we do recommend getting a copy of the great book that uh, Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn have written. It's called Thriving in Love and Money and has more insights about the research they did. And uh, we'd be happy to send that to you. Uh, when you contribute to the ministry of Focus on the Family. You know, we've been around since 1977. Uh, we have a worldwide reach. God has really richly blessed what we do, and tens of thousands of couples benefit from the work of Focus on the Family. Um, and you can be a part of helping us uh, strengthen marriages 
when you make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. Do that today. We'll link over to how to do that in the episode notes, and uh, we'll say thank you by sending that book to you. And while you're at the website, be sure to take our free marriage assessment. Money is one of the things covered in that assessment, along with a number of other great topics. About a million people have taken it, and I know you're going to benefit from it as a couple when you go through the assessment and then share the results with your spouse. We'll have more from Jeff and Shanti next time. For now, on behalf of Erin Smalley and her absent husband, Greg, he'll be back. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.